A senator says he will contest the certification of the Electoral College. McConnell introduces a competing bill for the $2,000 stimulus checks, and the Trump campaign asks the Supreme Court to take the Wisconsin election case. So we're getting into all this and more, but before we get into this, please like the video, like, subscribe, turn the post notifications on, new video every single day. Also, there's going to be random ads playing throughout this content that helps fund and support the show. Also, this show is completely funded and supported by you guys. If you become a patron, I will give you a call and say thank you. Now let's get into this. Senator Howley announced that he will contest the certification of the Electoral College vote. Now, this is big. This is big when it comes to uh, Trump winning the election and fighting against the fraud. Now, I want to show you how the media always responds to situations like this. On my episode yesterday, I said all the time the Democrats and the mainstream media always put our last ditch effort to overturn the election. They said that when we were, uh, you know, the Republicans were suing Pence about the Electoral College. That was our last ditch. We're literally on our 30th last ditch. But we're on our 31st last ditch effort right now because I literally just, just on a whim, I just put Josh's name in, Josh uh, Howley, and I just typed in last ditch and I went under news. And I just see a bunch of articles, and it shows you, like, the little snippet. Uh, President Trump had repeatedly suggested that congressional intervention as last-ditch way to reverse election results. How House Republicans could mount last-ditch effort. And, and it's just all these articles related to, 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 to Josh, uh, the senator, uh, in relating to a last-ditch effort. Now, clearly, you know, this one from two weeks ago, last-ditch effort. Uh, so it's just a, <laughs> it's just what the media does. Every time we have an opening or a potential possibility to win and fix and overturn this election into the, the proper way, the Democrats and the mainstream media just uh, make it and they just tell us it's our last-ditch effort. So this way, if that one fails, um, oh, it was our last-ditch effort. You can't have another one because that was your last-ditch effort. Don't let the media and the Democrats demoralize you and demotivate you. They are the enemy of the people, and we all know this already. So Senator Josh Howley announced Wednesday that he would object next week when Congress convenes to certify the electoral vote, a move that all but ensures at least a short delay in cementing President-elect Joe Biden's victory. This is from the Washington Post, by the way. I love reading. When I go through news stories, I like reading it from the left-wing outlets because you'll see the most negative point of view of it, and you get to see how ridiculous of what they're saying and their, and their slant. It, just, it makes it so much better. President Trump has repeatedly suggested congressional intervention as a last-ditch way to reverse the election results despite opposing the Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell and other leading Republicans who have, con who have conceded it is bound to fail and will put their members in an awkward position. So, so, that, so that's what Mitch McConnell's worried about, being put in an awkward position. What, what are you talking about? Fight, fighting for the 75-something million Republicans that voted for Trump and believe that there was some fraud, that's going to put you in an awkward position? What's going to put you in an awkward position is going to be you not standing up for Trump and not standing up against the fraud. That will put you in an awkward position. But I think what these rhinos want to do is, they, you know, at the end of the day, they're all fighting for the same pe people. They're all funded by the same people for the most part. So it doesn't really matter to them. When there are politicians that actually care about this country, and there's the politicians that actually, like Ted Cruz, Rand Paul, uh, this senator, these are people who actually care, it goes differently. In a statement, Halley said he feels compelled to highlight reported election irregularities. At the very least, Congress should investigate allegations of voter fraud and adopt measures to secure the integrity of our elections. But Congress has uh, so far failed to act. 
Now, hopefully, even if this doesn't go in Trump's direction, hopefully him going on stage and exposing what he knows and help, hoping that this pushes for uh, more secure elections, which, let's be real here, the Democrats will completely oppose. They oppose that stuff every every step of the way. But hopefully, who knows, maybe something good can come from it, even if Trump doesn't walk out with a win. Because we got to play the long game. We can't always start, you know, the short game. Whereas if even if Biden does win, and let's just say, you know, we, we if, if we can move forward to a better future, then that could work out. So any member of the House joined by a member of uh, see any member of the House joined by a member of the Senate can contest the electoral votes on January 6th. The challenge prompts a floor debate followed by a vote in each chamber. Trump will inevitably lose that vote given the Democrats control of the House and the number of Senate Republicans who publicly recognize Biden's victory including Senator Mitt Romney. I mean, of all people for you to put <laughs> in in there, like, oh no, oh no, Mitt Romney doesn't like Trump and wants Biden to win? Oh no, we're doomed. I mean, come on. If you put someone in there like Ted Cruz or Rand Paul, then I would be kind of worried because those are the people that would oppose. Mitt Romney, we knew exactly how he was going to be from five years ago. So, I mean, if you're if you're using Mitt Romney, include you, you guys don't even have Mitt Romney. We never had him. We never wanted him. Who, uh, who has called Trump's refusal to accept the election dangerous. You see, that would mean way more if it came from someone like Ted Cruz. But it's not. Even, uh, so what I'm trying to say is if it came from a Trump ally is even like, just give up. That, that, that would be bad. Even in the unlikely event that Trump were to prevail in the Senate, where Vice President Pence would be in position to cast a tie-breaking vote if needed, the challenge still would fail given the House vote. A number of Republican members of the House, led by Rep. Mo Brooks, Republican, and encouraged by the president, uh, nevertheless, have said they plan to challenge the votes in swing states where they claim without evidence that the vote was married by fraud. See, that's the, the, another thing that the Democrats, uh, that the mainstream media always puts, without evidence. I mean, what, what have we been discovering for the last two months? What have we been talking about on this show for the last two months? Massive irregularities, at the very least, and no investigations being done into any of the irregularities, not even counting in all the dead people that voted, not even counting in all the, the ballots that came in last second. Uh, before Halley announcement, uh, one incoming Republican senator, newly elected Tommy uh, Turbville of Alabama, uh, has said he is considering signing on as well. Howley has uh, been mentioned in as a potential 2024 presidential candidate, and his move to uh, move is certain to appeal to the Trump supporters as part of the Republican base. So you know what? Even if he's even if he's not being true to his word, and let's just say he's just taking this from a pure, how can I gain from this? How can I benefit? Guess what? He's appealing to a Trump base of over 70 million people. He's the first senator to come out in line. I got Trump's back. That's going to bring him a long way in his political career, especially as the Rhino GOP is going the anti-Trump direction. So if this just say you have an anti-Rhino uh, GOP person that didn't back Trump versus him, he will win in a landslide. Because, I mean, the, the GOP is just trying to destroy itself at this point. But other Republicans have argued that it would be politically harmful to force their members to decide whether to back Trump of loyalty and a vote bound to fail and appear to be buckling, uh, then will the voters. McConnell counseled against the move in a call with fellow Republicans earlier this month. Now, you got to think to yourself, what 
what what do you even have to lose if you're a Republican and you're backing Trump in this situation? You really don't have anything to lose unless you uh, are pretty much kind of like bought out and want to want to play the little Democrats game with them. Listen, playing the Democrats game with them is not going to work because you give them an inch, they take a mile. You cannot let them win uh, or let them get away with anything on and an, under any circumstances. We gave them 15 days to slow the spread and we're looking at a year now. So <laughs> that's why you don't give them a damn thing. And that's why what I even called out on this show, if you probably go back to one of my first episodes, I said the same exact thing. These 15 days are not going to be 15 days. You give them masks, they'll shut your business down. Votes could be particularly difficult for GOP senators up for the re-election in 2022, who believe the 2020 election was conducted fairly. If they break with Trump, they risk facing primary challenger who could question their loyalty to the outgoing president. Now, that's another thing. If, 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 a lot of these GOP people who do not stand with Trump, they will be primaried. And even if they win their primary, they will be so beaten up They'll, financially and so beaten up politically that they will not stand a chance to win. And the Democrats, honestly, will probably just come in and sweep at that point. But this is the thing. I think it's partially vital to saving this constitutional republic that we have. Uh, it, it, it is pretty viral, uh, vital to kind of burn it down at the same time rebuilding because at the way, the rate that we're going, if we're just going to keep having these rhinos in office, if we're just going to keep on having these same establishment paid off, bought off politicians on the right, then we're going to be in some big trouble. We got to play this as a decade long game. We can't play this as a this election, next election type of game. You know, I, I said it the other day. Uh, the sad reality of this country is that we're just giving uh, hundreds of billions, if not trillions of dollars overseas. And that's just a reality of how our country is, is operating and working. And the only way we can fix something like that is if we vote out and vote in the right people. But something like that will literally take a decade or two to do. That's not something that one person can do overnight and fix that systemic problem in our government. We would literally need an, at least half of the House, half of the Senate and even the executive branch, in order to make changes like that occur. There's just, it's, it's too corrupt right now. Uh, so Trump has played uh, up with the, what is uh, usually a ceremonial milestone as a potential turning point in his quest to reverse the election results. Another thing that I find crazy is, I don't know how Trump can break uh, Obama's 12-year streak as the most admired man and then still lose an election. <laughs> the second runner-up was Michelle Obama, though. Uh, see you in Washington, D.C. on January 6th. Don't miss it. Trump tweeted on Sunday. I will be there, and I hope you guys will be there as well. Meanwhile, a lawsuit filed Sunday against Pence by Rep. Louis Gomer and several Arizona Republicans attempts to get a federal judge to exp expand Pence's power to affect the outcome. Howley drew criticism following his announcement Wednesday from some who suggested he would more motivate by the 2024 presidential politics than concerns about the 2020 election. Now, real quick, I want to... I want to try to squash some of your guys' fears of having a Biden presidency real quick. Um, yes, a Biden presidency would be a disaster. But at the same time, I, you know, I'm a very optimistic type of guy. I like to look at the good to come out from things. Now, we've seen all throughout history, uh, throughout all countries, every country that's had a revolution, including our own, when the people of a, of a country are pushed too much to, uh, they, they reach their breaking point, and that's when revolution occurs, and when revolution occurs, that's when freedom 
uh, pretty much reigns supreme. And that, this is one of the reasons why Mexico wants their citizens to come over the border because they don't want their citizens to have a revolution and fix their own country. Oh, you're unhappy with our country? Yeah, just go over there. I'm sure it's better over there. You can go over there, have fun. Don't don't worry about Mexico. You know, just go to America. Don't Don't bother having a revolution. That's what they want. So having a Biden presidency will, one, highlight the lunacy of the Democratic Party. Uh, the progressives will completely turn on, Bernie, on, on Biden, and it might actually make them realize, oh, wow, Trump wanted to give a trillion dollars to the black community and help them you know, expand and grow out of poverty. What did Biden give us? Oh, it's been, what, 60 days, and he still never even gave us a meeting? That's what's going to happen. And then there are going to be those swaps of people who realize the error in their ways. There will still be those swaps of people who don't even understand still, and they're still going to be sucked into their little rabbit hole. But there will be it, it will be a massive red pilling and a massive, a massive awakening, especially when they see his lunacy on display. And they see people are going to realize, wow, they treated Trump way worse than Biden, and Biden can't even say a coherent sentence. The 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 best way to red pe red pill people is to just give the democrats the platform and eventually they'll be caught up in their own lies in their own bs and they just expose themselves and the people who are a little bit more privy people start to wake up and realize oh my god none of this makes any sense that's what will happen that's what i look you know in the optimistic point of view then going into the midterms we could easily win the senate and easily win the house at that point cuz now you got 70-something million pissed-off patriots ready to vote in uh, true Republicans at the drop of a hat. And doing also in doing that, we will be able to get in true Republicans, true conservatives into the House, into the Senate, even into the local chambers of, of politics. So looking that I'm, I'm always looking positive to the future. It will be a very disastrous, tough time to deal with the Biden presidency. But I, I don't think he might. I don't think he'll give us uh, too, too radical of an agenda like Bernie Sanders would give us. Because at the end of the day, Biden has shareholders to uh, keep happy. <laughs> as sad as that sounds, he's got to keep his shareholders happy. You know, you know the Zucks, the the Bill Gateses, you know, of the world. They need to be still happy. But it will still be disastrous and destructive, uh, and things will just go back to the established order of ways. Uh, it, will, it will definitely set us back at least 10 years into reclaiming this country uh, fully uh, against all the establishment tyranny. It will set, the, set us back. But the fight continues. What Trump exposed in his four years, what Trump did positively in his last four years, showing Trump showed us. How much can be done in four years with the right person in power and with the right support? I mean, at the end of the day, none of these people have any power if it's if it wasn't for us. He, he's, he's woken up so many people to move forward. Now, everything that the Democrats and the mainstream media do from this point on will only red pill people. The Trump campaign text the Wisconsin constitutional fight to the U.S. Supreme Court to challenge 50,000 absentee ballot votes. So this is what the mainstream media is saying in relation to that. Donald Trump appeals Wisconsin election loss to the U.S. Supreme Court. Now, all the time I talk about, we'll look up whenever Trump's fighting against the election fraud to save the election. What I'm going to start doing is typing in what is happening followed by last ditch 
in the news search results on Google. And yes, that is right. Two times in one day, we have our last-ditch effort. So this article says, and yet another last-ditch effort to overturn the results of the 2020 election. So it's just every single thing that we do to uh, save this election is our last-ditch effort. Uh, you can look it up. Just any any type of article where Trump's trying to save the election, uh, I guess research for it on Google News, uh, followed by last-ditch and that is exactly what you're going to find. So this article that I am looking up seems to be from a totally messed up page. Uh, I'll look up another one really quickly. So the Trump campaign asked the secretary, uh, the, not sorry, the Supreme Court to take Wisconsin election case. So President Donald Trump Tuesday, December 29th, asked the Supreme Court of the United States to review the Wisconsin Supreme Court decision with, which rejected his challenge of votes in Milwaukee and Dane County. Uh, uh, this is from a tweet. President Trump, okay, that's pretty much what exactly was just said. And this is a copy of the questions presented. Article 2 of the Constitution provides that each state shall appoint electors to the process. Okay, they're just, you know, legalese terms. Rudy Giuliani, the Trump campaign lead attorney, announced the campaign filed a pending for the right of whatever uh, with the U.S. Supreme Court, challenging the Wisconsin Supreme Court decision that allowed over 50,000 illegal absentee ballots in violation of Article 2 of the U.S. Constitution and Wisconsin law. The violence seeks expedited uh, consideration before the January 6th Congressional uh, Review of the Electoral College. Now, here's another thing. The Democrats have constantly be acting. Every single thing that they do is uh, against the Constitution. So they'll do something unconstitutionally. We bring it up to the Supreme Court of the state or the Supreme Court of the land. And, and then the Supreme Court doesn't back us. Wait, wait a minute. Are you guys supposed to be the ones to decide if it's constitutional or unconstitutional or not? And because the Democrats just put themselves into a hole with so many unconstitutional practices that even the judges at this point have to say, oh, it's fine. What's the point of having a constitution then? What's the point of having a country then? A state from, statement from the campaign said it marks the second uh, constitutional challenge to illegal mail voting filed by the campaign following a petition from Pennsylvania filed on December 20th. Uh, regrettably, the Wisconsin Supreme Court and their 4-3 to three decision refused to address the merits of our claim, says President Trump's lead Wisconsin attorney in a statement. The cert petition asks them to address our claims, which, if allowed, will change the outcome of the election in Wisconsin. See, that, that, this is another reason why I bet you a lot of these people are voting um, against Trump is also because it's such a big deal. It's it's something that's like you're changing the outcome of an entire election depending on how the Supreme Court justices vote. And that's a big responsibility that none of them want to take on. One, because the backlash from the left will literally actively seek to destroy their life. Two, the political backlash. And then three, there's a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff going on that we don't fully know about that they just don't want to deal with. You know, I mean, they shouldn't have taken this job to begin with. Then, So three members of the Wisconsin Supreme Court, included the, including the chief justice, agreed with many of the president's claims in the written dis, uh, dissents from the court's December 4th order, 14th order. Wisconsin Supreme Court on December 4th rejected Trump's lawsuit attempting to overturn his loss to Democrat Joe Biden in background states, ended Trump's legal challenges in the state court, uh, about an hour before the Electoral College was met to cast a vote, uh, their 10 votes for Biden. The ruling came a day after a federal judge dismissed other uh, Trump lawsuits seeking to overturn the loss in the state. Trump appealed that ruling. 
Trump sought to have more than 221,000 ballots disqualified from Dane and Milwaukee County, uh, the state's two most heavily Democratic uh, counties. He wants to disqualify absentee ballots cast early and in person, saying there wasn't a proper written request made for the ballots, absentee ballots cast by the people who claimed uh, indefinitely confined status, uh, absentee ballots collected by poll workers at Madison Park, and absentee ballots where clerks filed in missing information on ballot envelopes. Biden won Wisconsin with about 20.6 thousand votes, a margin of 0.6% that withstood a Trump-requested recount in Milwaukee and Dane counties. Uh, the two with the, the, mo uh, the, the most Democratic votes, Trump did not challenge any ballots cast in the counties he won. So now this is the thing. This is the thing. When you have an election, literally, about a half a percent, like that Biden only won by a half a percent. And we're seeing very similar things happen in other states all across the country. When you have an election that close, you, you need, I mean, you need to, to, to look more into this stuff. I mean, you need to have a system of investigations to look into it. It is literally that close of an election where you remove the dead people, you remove the, the BS ballots, and then Trump wins. I mean, that's just how it is. But because the Democrats always have a system, they have a system of their election fraud and how they always do this stuff, nothing gets done. Because between the rhinos and the Democrats, they'll always have a majority. Uh, 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 unless, you know, we work for decades-long endeavors to uh, move forward and replace these people, which is another good thing to come from the Trump campaign. He really opened our eyes up to the corruption within our own party and the corruption of the Democrat Party. So win or lose, I, th I think the era of Trump definitely sets us in the right direction. It's like starting a new chapter. Uh, it's like starting a new book, in a way. It's like... You know when you uh, when you first read those uh, I don't read books, but I'm gonna use movies for example. You know those movies about the uh, the big government, big corporation type futures, like those socialist futures, but everything's gray and dull, uh, like kind of like Equilibrium. Uh, I guess the Hunger Games too. And I'm and at the end of the day, the only people that are colorful, the only people that are rich, the only people that have money, the only people that have willpower and free, uh, freedom are always the people at the top. If you, <laughs> that's, that's a socialist world. All these movies about dystopian futures are literally about what the world would be if it was ruled by socialism. And it always starts out, the, the books always start out in that, uh, I guess, that depression era. And then there's always that one hero that starts to open up people's eyes. Trump, I would have to say, would be that hero that starts to open up people's eyes. And a lot of times there's always those ups and downs throughout the books, you know, or throughout the movies. The movies always have their high and their low points. And Trump kind of set the tone for the direction we need to go as a country, the direction we need to go as voters, and the direction we need to go as people. Trump has set that direction, and we're heading in that direction. But if Biden and the Democrats end up stealing this election, that's going to be a major bump in the road. But regardless, we know the direction we need to go. So in 10 years, in 20 years, however long it takes, we know the direction we need to go. And I guess you can consider kind of relate it to the stock market, you know, or, or Bitcoin, if you want to say. And it's like constantly that upward line when you when you do that line where you, you look out, you know, I don't know what it's called. But, you know, hey, we started at five dollars and 10 years later, it's a hundred dollars. But along the way, there's those bumps in the road and it keeps going up. This if, if they steal this election, 
it would be a major bump in the road. If they don't, it would be a major skyrocket in the road. So, <laughs> so we know the direction we need to go. We need to continuously go in that direction. That's the biggest takeaway from everything that is going on. Mitch McConnell introduces a competing bill for $2,000 stimulus checks. Also, within that, it would repeal Section 230 and set up a commission into studying voter fraud. If the Democrats believe there was no voter fraud, then they should have no issue with this whatsoever. Now, also, I don't think that they should have put the repeal Section 230 in there because that's something the Democrats will strongly oppose. And I don't think it is good it's a good time to be playing those games like Pelosi always does where he'll she'll oh there's a bill that looks good on the surface but then in there there's the gender studies program where tens of millions of dollars go there oh you decline the bill that means you don't want Americans to get money no no see that's I don't think it's a good time to play those games especially as we're coming down to the wire especially how people are just becoming more privy to those types of games uh, who knows maybe it's an honest negotiating tactic but I don't think something like that would go through and I don't think that we should even make that relevant uh, in in this case when dealing with money. I don't think that we should put Section 230 in there. The voter fraud stuff does make sense because it's something so prom prominent and relevant to the current time that we're that we're dealing with right now. Uh, but I, who knows? I feel like Democrats would be more likely to go for the voter fraud thing because I feel like by the time any voter fraud studies even come out, uh, it would it would be by the time Biden's even sworn in. But it would be good moving forward into the future. I like to talk about all the time. So in an effort to compete with the Democrat-approved bill, Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell introduced his own bill to provide $2,000 stimulus checks. McConnell opposed a new bill on Tuesday, shortly after he rejected a request for unanimous consent of the House's bill. Unlike the Democrats-approved bill, however, McConnell's version would repeal Section 230 of the Communications Decency Act. Uh, additionally, it will be set up a commission to study voter fraud. This came after Senator Bernie Sanders vowed to delay a vote to override President Trump's veto of the NDAA uh, until the Senate votes on the stimulus payments. McConnell's bill should provide a workaround to that filibuster. This is what Trump tweeted out. Unless Republicans have a death wish, and it is also the right thing to do, they must approve $2,000 payments ASAP. $600 is not enough. Also get rid of Section two, uh, 230. Don't let big tech steal our country, and don't let the Democrats steal the presidential election. Get tough. Uh, my personal opinion, I'm obviously not the president, I'm not in the Senate, but my personal opinion, I want you guys to let me know if you agree on this. They should just have one separate bill coming out. This is a bill, and we're only going to give people $2,000. And this is a bill, and and I guess anything else uh, directly uh lockdown, I'm not going to even say COVID, anything directly lockdown-related relief, that should just be its own bill. Let's just vote on that real quickly. Let's stop playing the games. Let's get people the money that they need. Let's get people the protection that they need to help get them through this um, government-induced economic destruction, the Democrat-induced economic destruction. Uh, let's just get people what they need right now. And then let's handle 230. Let's handle the voter fraud. Then we can handle uh, our foreign policy afterwards because time is ticking. People need to get their money. Me, personally, I'll be fine for right now. I bet you a lot of people, you, a lot of you guys at home, if you're living in a Democrat state, in a Democrat city, you might be falling on hard times, especially if you're a small business owner, like my family, for instance, like people that I know. So there are people are going through some really hard times, and they do not want to deal with the government playing these games. Who knows? Maybe this will play out perfectly. Maybe everything, maybe what I'm saying 
is is irrelevant. Maybe a deal will come through in time. Who knows? I don't know. I'm, I'm not going to judge too quickly, but that's just my personal opinion right now at this point in time. However, that personal opinion uh, could be irrelevant when this is all said and done. Anyway, guys, thank you for watching this podcast. Please rate five stars. Leave a nice review. Go subscribe to on all the podcast apps, The Joey Saladino Show. Uh, please drop a video like, subscribe, and notifications on new every single day. Also, if you can, please become a patron. This show is completely funded and supported by you guys. Become a patron. I'll give you a call. It helps me open up a studio. Thank you for watching and listening. Peace out.